and welcome back to Here's What I Don't Get from North to South, East to West, the only intercontinental podcast to tackle all of life's toughest issues and still the longest consecutively running podcast in all of See You Next Tuesday podcast network history. I am your host, Tad Burton, and joining me all the way from down south in Paraguay, it's our very good friend, host of High Trust, Low Context, El Chaco. Hola, me and Chada. And from back in my hometown, the land of praying hands, it's everyone's favorite cat food taster. That's right. It's our your boy, Tim the Handlebreaker. Welcome back, Tim. How's it going? Doing pretty well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, man, last week was a was a we had a great episode last week. Um, I loved all the <laughs> fan feedback. <laughs> Me too. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just because we stopped our streak doesn't keep us from not being the longest consecutive oh, of course. running. Yeah. Until someone hits 352, <laughs> we still hold well, the record. See, like in wrestling terms, right? Like um, we, we go by consecutive title holding reigns. And mm-hmm. like just recently, the Intercontinental title was taken over or the record was taken over by Gunther. Um, but I still like to recognize the honky tonk man for for what he achieved as a as an intercontinental title holder during the greatest area era of of professional wrestling history, the golden era. But yeah, yeah this is good, man. This is this is good for us to get back in seven years. Seven years. Seven years is, ago. Two men. It's a had lot a dream. of change. A lot of <laughs> a lot of change. A lot of time. But. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, man. Uh, it's good to I was just saying before we started on the show here, uh, how long it's been since Tim and I have had a chance to interact yeah. for a long period on there. Um, and I, I, I'm pretty sure that the last time was actually like because we had a little crossover during the the, the podcast episode or podcast issues episode. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that um, I don't think that we've done one, you know, actually interacting so this is good this is good and yeah. uh to uh the the questioner of uh, does chaco have pink eye what's up with the glasses i don't know man i always wear glasses it's good these are these are my these are my, see down here it's because like you guys are going into winter yeah but down here on the southern hemisphere it's white boy summers <laughs> so here we go man <laughs> it's time to get get rolling man by having this podcast in two different hemispheres we could really have white boy summer all year round all year long. <laughs> the difference is that where chaco is white boy summer that's the target of people they assassinate mm. <laughs> during during the summer yeah yes. i guess so <laughs> well fellas oh, man, uh, i'm glad we- that this is going off though because like as you as i i texted you before the show started we had a nice thunderstorm just brewing right away and like clockwork every time the tab and i have been trying to uh do a show for the last little while there's been some sort of interruption we were going to do this on saturday but again my power was knocked out for a solid eight and a half hours that day and yeah. uh so you know knock on wood we're good to go this time around it's it's <clears throat> but and it's it feels good doesn't it doesn't it feel good to get back in the saddle on this uh, and, yeah. and have a nice uh get together uh, it's always and celebrate to celebrate this that has brought us together the the the, the show uh that uh was definitely original in its in its angle <laughs> definitely <laughs> not not a derivative of anything whatsoever <laughs> i would uh condemn anyone who would suggest such a thing like this exactly. podcast being a derivative podcast <laughs> uh How you anyway been, man? yeah i was gonna say why don't we catch up with you guys um so it's been three or four months since the show ended. We ended what in August. And uh, so, you know, almost four months. 
El Chaco, what have you been up to for the last few months that, for people who aren't aware? Well, I, I, I launched pretty shortly after the last episode. I launched a, uh, a new podcast called High Trust, Low Context. You can find it on pretty much every social media platform. I'm trying to trying to get people to go off of YouTube, but uh, unfortunately, like I was doing streams on Odyssey. And, uh, well, Odyssey's dead. So <laughs> that, that isn't going to yeah. work out so well. You can't stream on BitChute. So if I'm going to put something up on BitChute, I have to like downgrade the quality of it because there's a maximum two gigabyte file size limit on on BitChute. So, you know, if I have a, a pressing almost three hour episode with, I don't know, say Tab and an ex satanic high wizard, uh, it takes a little bit of, uh, of rejiggering to get that down to under the two, two gigabyte size. But so far, so good. Uh, enjoying the time there and um trying to get my health back on track because um, uh, I think Bucks brought it up in the past, uh, you know, about CPAP machines uh, mm -hmm. to be able to sleep at night. So I have one as well. And uh, uh, for the longest time since I've been living here, I've been wondering, like, why is my health been seemingly just declining like crazy? And I had this old EMF reader um you know like for for checking out like um ghosts magnetic fields and radio <laughs> frequencies and looking for ghosts yeah i guess is this a ghostbusters <laughs> reference or are you trying to i, see, I guess that's my ghostbusters reference, reference for the show? episode wow um and, and uh i pulled it out because i i was feeling it because like with all these thunderstorms that have been happening lately i would like actually feel the electricity sometimes when i was like laying with this thing on my head and so i i ran this this meter next to my next to my CPAP machine along the hose and like the World Health Organization, who I don't have that much respect for, but like they've they've put out some studies on like electric fields and like they have like what they call like a safety limit of like how many volts per meter you can have. Mm -hmm. And and they, they pretty much try to keep that under one volt per meter is, is probably like a good good touching off point. And I'm I'm putting mine next to the to the machine and it's blasting off like 1700 1500 volts wow. per meter off the machine and at the point of contact on my head it was like 250 300 so i've been like i guess your slowly electrocuting myself for the last <laughs> like 2 years and uh thankfully i i figured this one out like i found an old tube that doesn't have the heating coil in the in the tube that goes to the machine and that seems to have gotten the trick down to to under like two. So so hopefully, uh, you know, this is like I'm only one night in on this, but hopefully I've solved the problem of why I've been accidentally like electrocuting myself every single night. So. Have you been spitting like swarms of bees out of your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> Not yet, but uh, you know I'll keep that EMF reader on uh, just in case there's any other paranormal activity that might be swarming about the bedroom. But how about you guys? What's going on with uh, what's going on in the U.S. of A? Yeah, Tim, what have you been up to? I, I, I see that your your tagline says you've recently been promoted. Recently promoted. Taster. Yeah, I went from cat food uh, delivery man to cat food taster. It's great. Still doing all the traveling though, because yeah. there's, a, there's a whole sort of like regional aspect to it that people don't understand sometimes mm -hmm. um but yeah it's uh it's been really good in fact you know it's it's kind of winding down the you know uh i've got a big there's a big big cat food uh conference uh next week after black friday cyber monday but then i've got i've got about a whole month off of work yeah um really looking forward to that and doing absolutely nothing 
Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I completely yeah, it's agree. Been, uh, it's been uh, it's been good. It's good to hear. Yeah, I um I've been through some trials of my own. I I don't know if I mentioned this on so uh, El Chaco's had me as a guest on uh, High Trust Low Context a couple of times. Right now. now, I think, and three I don't times know in the first eleven I, episodes. I, mentioned it on any of those shows but two months ago i fell down at work a little over two months ago now i fell down at work and i tore through three ligaments that attach my foot to my leg and uh <laughs> those are I important spent, things <laughs> yeah i spent about a month on a peg leg um under the impression that i was going to have to have surgery reconstructive surgery to like put all the stuff back together inside mm -hmm. and then beginning of october um they i finally went and saw a specialist after like going through all this all this process of mris and consults and so finally I go to a specialist and the specialist tells me now nah, you're not going to have to uh have surgery we can we can probably rehab this if we can get you walking again we can put you through physical therapy and and we can get it to heal on its own and i was like well that's great so then i went through this process over the course of a couple of weeks of getting myself to be able to walk in my own shoes again and uh it was very uncomfortable so i've been in physical therapy for about five weeks and i can walk i can't squat but I can do basically everything else uh, in my life like normal on last week. I finally got released back to full duty at work. So I've been like, I've been in this light duty phase where I can't climb ladders and I can't be in a which, catwalk and I can't is lift anything. a lot of your work. <laughs> yeah. Which is a tremendous amount of my yeah. job. And, um, and that's been really frustrating. And then, you know, there was this they should have gotten you like I, a helper monkey or something so you could like send it up to do the lights and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have a bunch of those and those are called university students. <laughs> they're kind of stupid. I mean, they're 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 really smart, but they're also like sometimes kind of dumb. And so it, it's just like they're they're the world's smartest, they're the world's dumbest geniuses, is what I would I like to call them. Um but midwits, that's what I call them. The <laughs> There was like this period, there's this period of about a week where I didn't think I was going to get to blow glass for until I was able to walk again. And it was like, it may be the most devastated I've ever felt in my entire, this was, this injury was the most physical pain I've ever felt in my life. But that moment of like, you're not going to be able to do this thing that you love, uh, purely because you just like misjudged a step. And I was like, it was, it was really rough, but, um, I, the first time I blew glass was like two days after I was my injury. Um, I went in with my two partners and I was on crutches and I was in a boot and I couldn't stand. I could stand on my, my left foot. I could balance, but I couldn't like really bear any weight on my right side. And so I had to do, I could do everything at the bench, but I had to have them take all my heats. And it was really like, it was a really rough process and I, I couldn't like use all the tools that I needed. And so I finally like worked my way through all of these, these problems. And when I was on the peg leg, I figured out how I could sit up, stand up and sit down from the bench with, but without to having to take the peg leg off. Cause normally to sit in a chair, I had to take the peg leg on and off. And so it was like this whole long process, but in the end it's made me um, a much better glass blower. So nice. that, that's been cool. really exciting. Um, uh, I saw that ago. photo you sent me. I saw that photo you sent me of you on the peg leg in the glass blowing studio. Yeah. And I got to admit, pretty badass. Yeah, pretty, pretty badass. badass. <laughs> uh, uh, there are other people that thought the peg leg was was a pretty good look too. Um, but the, <laughs> I also I sold my first art piece in the gallery, um, a couple weeks ago. So that officially makes me an artist. I've been, I've been struggling. Yeah, you're I've been, a professional. 
Yeah, I've been <laughs> struggling with this idea that I'm I've worked in the arts my entire life and and I've never considered myself an, an artist even in theater. I I'm, I'm not an artist, I'm an engineer. I'm just like yeah. a different type yeah. of engineer. And uh but now I'm like actually making real art, which is uh which is weird. Um and it's kind of what I want to do. Like I'm I'm kind of tired of theater and I'll get into the, some of that later, but uh lots of changes, lots of things changing in my life. Unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you look on it, uh, St. Louis is probably not going to change. I think I found a pretty good home here. So despite it being the most dangerous city in America. <laughs> also badass. Yeah. <laughs> well, considering it is the most dangerous city in America, um, there's always the chance you could become Robocop. <laughs> I would love to become Robocop. <clears throat> but anyway, yeah. Do you want to so, jump into the issues? Or, that's what I, was, um, I was about to say. Uh since we're all caught up on everyone, um, why don't we hop into some issues? And I think El Chaco, you were going to go first. Yeah, here's what I don't get. <laughs> Forgotten auto payments uh, or auto renewals. Um, you know, I have I, I for work, I have to use like Microsoft Word because if I used anything else, if I use like open office or anything like that, and I send it off to the clients and they can't seem to open it properly or whatever reason. I just have to use what they use. So I yep. have to use Microsoft. Mm -hmm. And back in the day, you used to just like buy Microsoft Office and that was it. But now it's a, re a renewal subscription service and they do it once a year. And, you know, when you're, you're, you're budgeting and you're keeping everything in check and doing all that kind of stuff like that, it's... A fun surprise when all of a sudden, uh, you know, close to two hundred dollar auto renewal comes up uh, in your uh, in, in your in your email inbox. And, you know, you set these things up so they don't cancel. But like, man, I forget auto renewals all the time, like all the time. Uh, one of the worst ones was uh, for my wife's uh, domain for her for her professional website. So I had set it up a long time ago, specifically away from GoDaddy. I didn't want to deal with GoDaddy. GoDaddy are awful. And so I found like this one domain hosting site and I had been with it for seven years, <laughs> seven years we had been with this and uh, no problem. It would auto renew every year. But then all of a sudden I got this email saying, uh, well, actually, no, hang on. My wife went to go and update it, go and put something on, and she was locked out of her site. And she was like, well, what happened here? So we went and looked into it, and it turned out that the domain had expired. And I'm like, what? I had that already set up in place. But what ended up happening was, is that the domain host site that I had specifically avoided GoDaddy with was bought by GoDaddy. And then what GoDaddy <laughs> did is they instantly changed it so that my auto renewal didn't go through. And I only got an, a, a, a notification that this domain was going to auction. And so this thing goes into auction and I'm thinking, okay, well, you know, like her, her, her domain is like kind of unique and it's been going for a while, but I mean, how expensive is it really going to be? So I go into this auction thing and it starts going up and up and I'm getting outbid by some clown and it's like on for a few days and it's getting up there. It's like, it crosses the $500 barrier. It crosses the $1,000 barrier. It crosses the $3,000 barrier. Now I'm starting to have a conversation with my wife going, well, 
I kind of messed up and somehow I might be losing your business site like, you know, to this auction. So we kind of like agreed that, okay, we're going to set the limit at like $5,000 because this is, you know, we've been doing this for a while. So up it goes and it goes over the $5,000 mark. And I'm like, I've gotten like already gotten the approval to get to 5,000. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to lose this thing. So I like, I keep going. And the thing keeps going up. And I finally tap out at $6,500. And the thing gets bought for $7,500. And immediately oh, so gets it wasn't turned even into you versus one other thing. It was like me versus like multiples. Holy crap. And then the person who won it tried to basically take my wife's content and then to keep it going and making ad revenue off of it. So we ended up having to like send a cease and desist. They got that taken down. So then all of a sudden it got turned into some like Thai betting site. And then after that, now Cloudflare shut it down. So whoever put $7,500 onto it is now like, you know, sitting on this thing. And my wife ended up having to change all of her business name, mm-hmm. logos, everything, all because of a forgotten auto payment. <laughs> and and then the other thing that's kind of bad, like, so for example, like I'm running the show, uh, uh, I'm running high trust, low contact. So with that comes with some things like StreamYard and and stuff that I need to, you know, keep on a monthly basis. <clears throat> Setting it up, you know, getting logos and getting all these different things set up. Um, you know, there's certain services and you put them down and you think to yourself, okay, I'll remember to cancel it, but I don't ever remember to cancel it. So I was like going through, I have like a Paraguayan credit card. I have like two Canadian credit cards and I have all these different things set up. And so all of a sudden, like, you know, when the Microsoft thing came in, I start going through all of my accounts. I found like 12 different services that I've been paying for, for like a long time that I had no idea, like, like music streaming sites and like, you know, just different memberships to different things. And I was like, oh, okay, cancel, 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 cancel. And uh, yeah. And then like, you know, I don't, I, I have this thing where, you know, they always say like, put the auto payment on your like credit card. So you never miss a credit card payment, but I never do that because <laughs> again, like those credit card payments are pretty big. I like to be in like the driver's seat for when they go in. But yeah, man, these things kill me, man. This is like these forgotten auto payments. Have either of you guys had any like whoppers yeah. come up this way? Uh, I, this is like probably 10 years ago. I At some point I had signed up or I, I was looking for a book and then like, you know, Audible existed, but it wasn't really totally integrated with Amazon. It was kind of beside Amazon. And so I was like, sign up for a free Audible trial and, you know, you can see if we have this book. And uh, they didn't. So... <laughs> I canceled my my try. I'd never put in a credit card, but they just pulled my credit card information out of Amazon and then started running ten dollar charges once a month for the better part of three years before. And, you know, it it just says it it was, you know, in the statement, it's just like a ten dollar Amazon purchase. And I'm like, maybe it was this thing. Maybe it's that thing. I don't know. But finally, one day I figured it out um, when I was looking for something else and discovered that I had logged into Audible. And the thing at the time was. You, you paid a $10 Audible subscription, you got like four credits or something. And some books were one credit and some books were two credits and some books were three credits. But your credits only rolled over for like one month and then oh, they expired. And so instead of me having like hundreds and hundreds of Audible credits, I had like, like eight seven. credits. 
<laughs> and so I raised a big stink with Amazon. And I was like, this is bullshit because I never gave you this fucking credit card information. And I know because this credit card was issued after I had that Audible. Th- this Audible <sighs> account was created because I, yep. I put it on my debit card, which gets renewed every two years. And so event, what they ended up happening was they ended up refunding me all of, all the because I had never used a single credit, not even in oh, my free trial thing. They refunded all the money, but it was this huge fucking fight to get get it. And then the other one that I hate, so I do do the thing where now, in in order to, uh, I when I moved to set being salaried and I came out here, like I just get paid on the first of the month, basically, or like a day or two before the first of the month. And so I tried to move as many of my um, due dates to the first of the month. So everything would just come out at the first of the month. And then I'd be like, this is what I have for the things that, yep. you know, are, yep. are flexible spending. Right. And some stuff is a little harder to move. So I, I, I had a bunch of stuff that charged my credit card. Now I just charge everything to my credit card. And then my credit cards do at the first of the month and I just <clears> pay it off and it just works that way. Uh, but every so often I, this probably three or four years ago, I get an email or I get a letter in the mail from my car insurance company. It's like, we're canceling your car insurance. You haven't paid us in two months. I'm like, what the fuck do you mean? I haven't oh, paid you in two months. I remember this fucking <laughs> credit card had uh, either it, it had expired or I had to, it had been replaced because, you know, we found your information out on the internet or something. And, you know, so then you have to go through and it's like, well, what is this paying for? Like, what are the, what are the regular payments that go onto this? Like, Oh, and so I missed like, I may, maybe I hit my Geico motorcycle and not my Geico car insurance or, mm. or vice versa, whatever it was. And it was just like, just fucking pull the information from the other one. And uh, so it's this huge fucking nightmare. And, and so now every time I, I have to get my credit card replaced for any reason, I I have like an Excel document. It's like, this is what's being paid on this. And then I have to go through and painstakingly go in there and be like, one, two, three, four, five, expiration of blah, blah, blah. It's three digit code, mailing mm. it. It's like just fucking, yeah. just fucking charge. And or sometimes I've actually had it happen also when you change your billing address, and then it's like they run, they still attach your billing zip code to it, and then it's like, oh, this doesn't work because oh, now your zip code is different. Work, yeah, and it's like, well, but it's the same card. <clears throat> I gave it to you when it was that zip code. Now it's a new zip code, but it used to be that zip code. So if you could just fucking run it at that zip code, that would be great. I totally forgot about this, but. When I was still in university, um, I went to a Calgary Flames hockey game and they used to have those like MBNA, like credit card sign up things. And you got a free gift. And I think I got something stupid like a Calgary Flames blanket or a towel or something. And I thought I was being real smart. Right. I thought I was being real smart because I was like, I'm going to sign up for this thing. But when they send me the the card, I'm never going to activate it. And then I'm just never going to use it. Mm -hmm. Well, what I didn't realize was what came with the card was like a free month or two of the hockey news and then like a subscription attached. Yeah. So like in the like, I don't know, few I it was in the future. All of a sudden, I was like doing something. I was like applying for a different card somewhere else or doing something. They're like, oh, you have like a collection against you. I was like, for what? And they're like, oh, you, you look it up. And I, I had to like dig and look for it and find it. And turns out <clears throat> that card was attached to that hockey news subscription, which kept going. And I never paid it because I didn't even know it was happening. And uh, yeah. And then they didn't like they didn't remove it. I had to pay a like a fine. I had to do all that kind of stuff to get my credit back on track. All because of a stupid 
towel or blanket that I thought I was being <laughs> so, so smart for the system on. And uh, never again. <clears throat> yeah. Nothing is free. No gifts are free. My least favorite thing is when when these companies when the when you you see the charge on your account, they're they're obfuscated. Like, um, if you buy something from Amazon that's a third party seller, it doesn't say Amazon. It says like, you know, some some it's some building in New York where the uh, the shop is. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. what did I buy there? Um, or it's sometimes it's just a phone number. Um, yep. And then sometimes there there's um, uh, Kickstarter. Kickstarter cuts out a middleman, and if you back something on Kickstarter and it reaches its funding goal, you know, they charge you that day it, it finishes. They just send the money to the person. There's no middleman like bank transaction going on. So um, they send the money to the person and the person like the it's charged from the person's account. So if you back something, not knowing that someone is in, let's say, Australia, um, you're you get that email <laughs> the pop up is like you just spent forty nine dollars in Australia and yeah. sometimes your credit card company is like uh will call you like you you just spent forty nine dollars in Australia. Are you in Australia? It's like no I'm here. And then you have to do the like the, the math of like, oh but I guess oh I guess that, that did end today and you have to tell them well don't don't cancel the payment and it's man I had I had something similar happen. So uh, in 2005, they started writing Star Trek books that were set after the end of all the movies and TV shows and stuff. And uh, so th- they had this 15-year universe of Star Trek novels of like interwoven stories connected to one another. There was it was really interesting, and I've been really enjoying it. And so I got to the like the last few that are in that I have on ebook. And so I was like, well, I need. You know, there are there are about 23 more books past of yeah. what I have in yeah. ebooks. And I do want to see what happens with the rest of this um, like series, because in 2020, they did a three part uh, book series where they where the people inside the novel universe of Star Trek uh, killed themselves. They just collapsed <laughs> their own universe so that they could save Picard and allow Picard to happen. And I'm Amazing. just like, I fucking absolutely hate all of you wow. uh especially david mack fuck david mack to death and um uh, so i bought these 23 books on amazon and of course they all sold from 23 different book retailers yeah, yeah. and then all of a sudden i had 23 charges on my credit card all at all at once all within yep. about 60 seconds yeah. all for about <laughs> like seven or eight dollars a piece yeah yeah and then um of course my card company was like uh what the fuck is happening here cancel everything and then amazon's like your cards decline we're not posting post this order like maybe you could parse this out over a half an hour or something Mm -hmm. fuck's sake or just charge me the 150 bucks or whatever it caught i'm actually paying to amazon and then pay them whatever they they're gonna fucking yeah yeah doesn't fucking work like that apparently they gotta add a bunch of bullshit into the into the system just to you know make it more complicated and i also think that they do that to uh hide what you're paying so that you're if because if you looked at your thing and you're like wow i made like five purchases this month on amazon they were all above two hundred dollars you you start to really rethink your spending yeah, yeah. habits <laughs> but if you look at your thing well, and you're like, or or you wouldn't <laughs> yeah well 
you look at your thing and you're like, ah, I spent I spent like twenty dollars on Amazon today and twenty dollars yesterday. That's not that yeah. big of a deal. Yeah. You're doing that every day. So I, I've started consolidating my Amazon orders only to the first of the month. Like that first week of the month, I'll mm-hmm. I'll I'll order on Amazon unless it's like a super emergency thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then the rest of the year, the rest of the month, I'll just add stuff to my cart. And at the end of the month, sure. I'm like, uh, Do I don't I really need, need these this? things yeah. anymore. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes, sometimes stuff makes the cut. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes sure. you need an emergency book light because uh, you bought a bunch of physical books and you're like, ah, I really like reading in bed. Yeah. It's the best. Yeah. <laughs> I've been doing it for 20 years. <laughs> yeah. I just normally do it on my phone, so I just kind of prop my phone up there and read yeah. like a normal person. Well, uh, El Chaco has been bumped from the stream. I'm not sure uh, if he died or maybe he's being invaded by the UN, <laughs> but we're going to just forge ahead. So that brings us more or less to the middle of our episode, which means it's time for... This episode is brought to you by... He's a black-faced lawyer. News uh, Network. I'm calling the police. Two if you count the cows. Well, Tim, what news do you have for us today? Uh, well, our first news story, it's, it's, uh, it comes from, uh, from the, the music world, and it's kind of a sad story. Um, you know, when you have two people that are partners in something together... Um, for a long time that made plenty of people happy. Um, you, you'd hope that even if, you know, even once they quit um, and they never get back together, that they would still have, you know, that solid bond that, you know, made them friends. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, it's so far for you and me, it's working out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's never hope we get to the the point of uh, Daryl Hall and John Oates. Oh, no. Because um, Are, were those lion eyes watching him? Yeah, I think they were because uh, Daryl Hall just got a restraining order against John Oates. <laughs> oh wow! Um, yeah, apparently. Uh, so you're saying that his kiss is not on his list? It's not on his list. It's not. Um, and I think he's a man eater. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, he said that. Uh, uh, let's see. Daryl Hall said that uh, we, we used to be. Bro- we used to be. He's, he. <laughs> I love that they call themselves brothers. Because um, if you had never seen a music video of theirs, you'd be like, "Oh yeah, those guys are related." Yeah. And then, and then you're like, "It's definitely that's like you you hear you hear like a vocal line like that's definitely the black guy, but the, <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> it was the white guy." Uh-huh. Um. But yeah, I guess they're they're they have some sort of beef going on, but you usually that sort of stuff out of touch. Out of touch. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but usually that sort of stuff is you know. Le- it's it's all legal legalese and you know money related usually mm-hmm. but um i mean sounds like someone rolled up on someone yeah well and then the other one said i can't go for that and now no. <laughs> they have a restraining order that's right uh, uh these are all the hollow note songs we know <laughs> yeah one of them's a rich girl mm. yeah anyways um to see sarah smile yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of Sarah smiling, uh, our next news story comes to us kind of from movies. Um, this is real weird. Um, a high school senior, uh, or yeah, a high school senior in a, at an Indian Bloomington South High School. Um, he's on the golf team. 
and uh, <laughs> it's real weird. <laughs> um, his name is Happy Gilmore. No effing way. Yeah. Um, Did his parents see the movie before they named their child Happy? They they must have because if he's a junior, if if he is now a junior in high school, yeah, that he's means seventeen. So he's like yeah. he he was born fucking 15 20 years after happy gilmore came out <laughs> yeah um but i want to know like is the family named gilmore and they named him happy or is one of his parents just like really weird and was mm-hmm. like is like super obsessed with adam sandler <laughs> and like they legally changed his name to gilmore this other guy is madison um oh you, you know the wife's name is uh, Jack and Jill. Oh, well, that's why. Still yeah, that would be creepy. Um, they have a they have a they have a child named Click. Are we just lit? Is this, is was this the game? Just like see how many films and Hall and Oates. Songs? First the first news story was <laughs> how many Hall and Oates songs can tap yeah. <laughs> Now it's how many Adam Sandler movies does yeah. he know? Yep. And secretly, I'm gonna get to. I'm gonna solve one of those three security questions. <laughs> <laughs> Did I miss a good news story? I I, uh, I got I got some news. Uh, apparently, the power in Paraguay went out again, and uh, odd, came back. odd that is, that would happen. <laughs> this uh, doing a show with Tim and El Chaco is like a, a race to the bottom of internet connections. <laughs> <laughs> I am I am like four feet away from my gigabit like metropolitan super <laughs> internet. That could, that's, I'm doing like nine. I'm on Elon's waiting list. I'm on Elon's waiting list. I, I get paid tomorrow. I'm very seriously looking at getting a diesel generator and uh, just to have as a backup power for, for the place. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's if the power goes out in just my house, then that's actually a good thing because um, that means I can still get like internet from like the cell phone towers and stuff. Mm-hmm. But if it's a general blackout, then everything gets wiped out, which is is bad in that you can't, you know, you 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 can't stream or you can't do anything. But it's good in that like they'll fix it quickly. And this is one of those ones. So I went outside and there's my wife with like her flashlight on her uh, on her camera phone, and she's just she's got that like look of like she knows I'm about to explode. <laughs> she's like, yeah, here we go, because she, she was watching the stream. <laughs> but uh, you know, at least it came back on quickly. So. What, what uh how many how many news stories in are you that i missed out on this is this one's number two yeah okay let's let's go uh our next news story comes to us from tav's area um this is actually a news story from st louis so Most you might have already heard about this yeah i probably haven't because um, i don't pay attention to anything well unless it's, it's like actually- what happened at the glass studio i do not give a <laughs> fuck well, I, I have a I have a feeling that you might know the uh the suspect in this crime. Okay. <laughs> Very you might you might have known him for thirty some odd years. Ooh. Um police responded to a break in at a former seafood market and restaurant uh in uh University City. I think is it must be some is a suburb it's a of suburb of STL, yeah. Yeah. Um well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> when they arrived, they found the building, which was stocked with air fresheners. Um, 
they caught the guy um, stealing over a thousand dollars worth of air fresheners. Now you might be wondering what are air fresheners doing in a former seafood restaurant? Well, I that's exactly you. what I was wondering. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty obvious when when I, when you when you think about it. You want know, to get the somebody stick some tilapia yeah. in the vents or something, or what happened there? <laughs> I mean, if if a place is like, you know, it was previously a seafood market and restaurant that is now just a storage area. I mean, if if you're a seafood market for years, that's that that smell has just got to like penetrate the walls, it's baked right? In, yeah, it bakes it. It gets baked in. Yeah, that's there's a no terrible I mean, there's term. Like, I'm sure you, you could, could probably paint, scrape right? it with fingernails. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you could paint the the whole place right, and it would be it would smell fresh for a little while, and then you'd, you like the hot summer day would at right uh, before the AC kicked on. You'd yeah, be like what is that? What is that smell? Uh huh. Smells like grandma. <laughs> Well, uh, I hope you like all your air fresheners uh, tab. <laughs> well, I I had guests coming over. I wanted my house to smell nice. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, uh, our last news story comes to us from the sky. Uh, business class passengers flying China Eastern Airlines uh, were have been off been offered a new upgraded uh, food menu, and someone shared a picture of the lunch and dinner options. Um, for the appetizers, you have your choice of smoked pepper beef, vanilla shrimp, okra, diced cucumbers and tomatoes, or here's here's the kicker, imported dog food. <laughs> what? <laughs> Not cat food, Mister no, Mister Cat no. Food. No, I, I look look. I'm not. I'm not that good of a seller. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not selling to China in bulk. Wow. Um, but yeah, imported uh, yeah. dog food. I'll have the dog food, please. <laughs> oh, that's uh, brutal. That's unfortunate. Well, not only well, okay, is it brutal. What's, what's the deal with vanilla shrimp? I've never. Heard I don't of know. This. That sounds that terrible. It <laughs> sounds terrible. Uh, there was probably, also, I mean, I like vanilla. Was just tabs like shrimp, that has but... vanilla. Uh, that was Tab's nickname in high school. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That is a good one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, this has been. The Kida Nouvelle Haiti. And, uh,. So normally we would say that takes care of our legal obligations episode, but you know what it doesn't take care of? What? Getting that vanilla shrimp that. into a vanilla <laughs> hog. And help with that and masking cosmetic shell. surgery, you can visit us at. And then I would say all the places where you used to be able to support the show, but unfortunately you can't do that anymore because the show's over. Show's over, everybody. Go home, pack it in. But I would just like to say thank you to everyone who supported the show. Everybody who's watching tonight um, over the years – uh, really appreciate all your generous support over the years and uh you know you really made this show possible for so long seven years of shows would not have happened without people listening and um interacting and you know just really appreciating it so i want to say that we really appreciate you and we're glad you're back here for this seventh anniversary stream um not to say that there will never be another one but if there isn't i hope you enjoy it hopefully we will do some more of these from time to time um so thank you guys but uh let's get back to some issues tim what is your issue this week here's what i don't get uh rewards memberships 
So as people know, my, you know, the job I've had for the past year, I'm doing a lot of traveling. Mm -hmm. Um, I try to do the math. Uh, it's hard to keep up with, but, um, I did close to, I was did close to 30 trips this year. Wow. Which is just over, you know, every other week. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of it's kind of every week if you consider that most of your trips like span a weekend. Oh, ed, oh yes, at least. I mean, um, I mean the the shorter ones are you know, like if 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 I'm doing um a, a show that we can uh, travel to easily by car, you know, um, that's maybe a two or three day thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, in the, you know, worst in worst case scenario, you're an hour away from home. Um, but, uh, so I'm saying a lot of hotels flying a lot. And so I've got a, I've got a thing on my His phone. Really tired. They're super tired. Um, so I've got, um, American airlines, Hilton hotels, Marriott hotels, Southwest airlines, Delta, Hyatt, Windham, um, which, like just the hotels. I mean, those like four hotel brands cover the like a huge spectrum of hotels. Cause I think there's one, I think there's one company that owns all the hotels and they're just like separate shell companies. Yeah. I think someone leaked programs or are they all <laughs> kind of mold together? Well, that's the thing is, is, uh, you know, you'll, you'll have your, it's called world of Hyatt. You know, the Hyatt rewards program is called world of Hyatt because they own all of the Hyatt's, which are, there's, you know, there's like five different Hyatt hotel brands alone. Um, and then they also own like all these, you know, one-off places. And then there's like, they have like a European wing. Um, so it's like condensed into like four or five different companies. And some of them are, some of them are really good at it. Um, uh, American airlines. Um, uh, I've flown American airlines probably 20 times, this last year, um, super good with, um, immediately getting your rewards points on there. Like as soon as your flight, if your flight is booked two months out, I mean that day it's booked, it's on the app and you know that it's, you know, when, when it is, um, my problem is that they, you, you sign up for these free rewards things. Right. And it's great when you're, when you, if you travel a lot for business, they seem really good. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, well, I'm already going, might as well like get the free perks and privileges while I'm at it. Um, the problem is that some of these companies are really spotty when it comes to even giving you your points. My real beef is with Marriott. Now I've stayed at probably, uh, maybe, in between a dozen and two dozen different Marriott hotels this year. And the, the, you know, um, it's the same, same sequence every time, you know, you roll up, you're like, Hey, checking in for handle breaker. Here's my ID. Uh, here's my, you know, credit card on file for incidentals. And then, um, here's my rewards number. You, as you watch them typing in your rewards number, like, yep, got it. Cool. You're here four days, five nights, and then you go on. You know, you know how many times I've gotten my points for Marriott? Four. Once. Wow. Once. And that was the most recent trip. 
cancel them. <laughs> don't I don't stay know there anymore. How I he doesn't have a choice. <laughs> oh, okay, I don't so know. They're, okay, so they're booked being for booked. you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and and it doesn't doesn't matter whether like um, um, our receiving client sometimes does the booking because they get a good big group rate, you know, or sometimes they're like, hey, you guys book it and we'll reimburse you. Either way, doesn't matter. Um, Marriott will ne- <laughs> some will will never give me my points unless you you have to click on the thing in the app. It's like, um, you, are you missing a stay? You know. <laughs> Click here and like, yeah, I'm missing a stay. Um, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Um, because because here's the thing, Greg. So like, oh, uh, you know, we have we have all these guys that that, that I travel with, and the guys have been doing it for a long time. Have like, you know, platinum plus pro diamond status, and I'm sitting here like, like they're at a Senegens sales conference. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I'm sitting here like I'm at I'm at I'm at the gravel level. I'm not even like gold. I'm I'm sitting not not silver, not bronze. I'm on gravel. Um, if I get if I get 47 more stays this year, they'll take me to 10. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, so it sucks when like your 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 buddy is like you know so, is <laughs> he's a uh, he he's before you in line and he's like yeah I'm gonna check in and oh it's like oh sir will I see you get a uh, you get an upgrade to a suite because you're a ooh. platinum plus pro member. And we'll be yeah, sending up the, nice. the masseuse. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Our yeah. Marriott masseuses are the best. <laughs> the, have the, have you been? You probably haven't been hit. The thing that gave me, made me give up on all rewards memberships of all, across the board was the membership shell game that they play, where they're like. So the one that that really set me off was it was like AMC Rewards or something, or it was AMC Movie Watchers when we were in high school, right? Mm-hmm. And they gave you a little card and they, you know, when you bought tickets, I just hand the card over and they'd scan the card when I bought tickets. And if I got a reward, they'd give me a coupon, right? It'd be like 50% off your concessions or buy a soda, get a free popcorn, whatever the thing was, whatever the reward point I was. I never got discounts on movies. I just got discounts on concessions and I was already at the movie theater. So it was like, this is well, Yeah. Right. And, uh, and then at some point, like either right after we graduated or maybe while we were still in high school, they changed it to AMC Stubbs. And it's mm-hmm. like, Stubbs is on the app. Now you, now you can track your stuff. And I'm like, so what about like my points of having been on AMC Movie Watchers for like the last seven years? And they they're like, aced oh, them? you can get fucked. That's what you can do with <laughs> no. this. Yeah. And then a few years after that, they changed AMC Stubbs where you paid for it. You like paid a small monthly fee, like five or six dollars a month. And I was just like, so, you know, this rewards program, this loyalty program, this thing that made me like value AMC over the place across the street, Hollywood theaters, um, (laughs) is basically meaningless. And so what was the point? And now if you can just get rid of this without any notice and just throw away the, you know, the points, because then with stubs, it was like you had to go into their app or the website and they and they would like show you your ticket stubs. And then you could like use that to apply to a coupon and then you print off the coupon. And you bring the coupon with you. And it's just like this sounds really fucking convoluted for a system <laughs> where I was just given a coupon by virtue of the fact that I bought five movie tickets. Um, and it was 2009 because it changed when the fucking Star Trek movie came out. That's when they, they changed it. And thank you. That was the problem right there. Yeah. And so and I, I bought like I bought like 10 or 12 tickets and i was like yes i'm gonna get a huge fucking reward and then, and then they're like no we're getting rid of movie watchers you can go to hell anyway <laughs> ah, 
the I, yeah. I I was going to ask you about the oh go sorry go ahead I was going to say I've seen that happen with other rewards programs where hotels will be like oh uh, Marriott rewards and like cherry tree stays mm -hmm. are merging together and now it's all going to be in marriott plus yeah and then it's like okay do my marriott rewards carry over into marriott plus oh no 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 no, no and then oh, and that's man. like that that's that hotel thing where they're all owned by the same one and they mm -hmm. just kind of like combine them and discombine them so that they can just screw everyone as many people possible out of their loyalty points I had that with like I think it was like hotels.com or something like that where you could like you know little stamp card of like you stay this many times and then you get a free night. Yeah. <clears throat> and I just remember there, there was some something sticky, something weird, something weird you know, like like where they had to wait a bit before they could apply it and it was like right before my trip so I ended up having to pay for the so-called free hotel that I was supposed to get for that night but <laughs> And the other one was uh, I had a credit card, uh, another credit card <laughs> at one point in time called the RBC Avion Rewards Points thing. And it was like supposed to build up for like oh, for flying. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And every year when you renewed, you got like enough points that I could fly for free from Calgary to Vancouver, which is, you know, it's not an expensive flight, but it was, you know, save me, save me like five, six hundred bucks or something like that. But I remember like, you know, I, I like built up the points. I was working on it and doing all that kind of stuff. And then I got a free trip. Well, you know, so they booked the trip. And then, like, all of a sudden, I, like, look at my credit card bill. And there's, like, an extra, like, three, $400 charge on there. I'm like, what the hell is this? And they're like, oh, the trip is free, but you have to pay the taxes. <laughs> you have to pay the taxes on the trip. I was like, what is this? The price is right? Come on. Yeah. Like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> and, like, and go ahead. That was, that's one thing I found out is that most of these reward programs are just ways to get you to buy their credit card. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what they I want. don't know. They want you to double the points, right? Or quadruple the points or something. Or, and then... Yeah, or um I get I think I get the notification probably twice a day or an email um from American <laughs> Airlines that's like get 75,000 free points and like a membership to the Admirals Club. Um I'm like, oh, that sounds that sounds interesting. By signing up for a credit card and spending four thousand dollars in the first three months at thirty eight percent interest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty eight point nine percent interest and a five hundred dollar a year renewal fee. And uh, well, it's funny. Seventy five thousand points will get you a a, tri a ticket for any destination within seven hundred fifty miles of your yes. home. Yes. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, when you get these uh, hotels booked, they're, so they're booked by the client. Like they're yeah. booked ahead usually, of time. They're usually. paid for by the yeah, client. Yeah. Yeah, because like I, when I was a landman, I used to have to stay at hotels all the time, and so I made a point of only getting one rewards program going, and just yeah. like always staying at the same chain. So like Holiday Inn Express, that was my jam. Right? It's just like always, like there was always a good Holiday Inn Express wherever town I had to go to, and I was able to get. That was one of the few good ones because like it also like got me to like bumped in, and I, I got upgrades all the time yeah. all the time and i wasn't there wasn't like a platinum membership or anything like that it was just like just by virtue of using them all Staying the time it was like a good one yeah. but Th that's yeah, the way they're but, supposed to work yeah it's just that's so the like way it did hey uh if you stay with us a bunch we'll make it uh you know make it a little easier on you make it a little nicer and then, yeah. it, but it doesn't work like that anymore because it's just like it's more and more cor corporate greed i remember uh, my family has never stayed at a best western after like 1998 
Is um, Best Western still a thing? It is still a <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah. I still see them from time to time because um, I, th- I don't remember the exact year, but I, we were kid. I was a kid. We were driving across country to, to my grandmother's house and um, we were, we stayed at this Best Western and, and we had stayed there a couple of years. It was in Cookville, Tennessee. That was where we stopped. You know, that was like kind of just past the halfway point of getting to uh, my grandparents' house in Virginia beach from, from Tulsa. And, so we always we'd stay there on the way there and we'd stay there on the way back and and then from so we stayed at the best western they had like a continental breakfast thing we're at the continental breakfast and i'm standing there at the front counter and and there's this little sign it's like pay with your visa card and you get this like batman package and it was like a couple of comics and there was like a disposable camera and i'm like of course you got it (laughs) i'm seven years old and and like I love Batman and I was like, this is fucking awesome. And like, so I go back to our room and we're like putting all the stuff in the van. I'm like, mom, if you pay with your visa card, get all this free Batman stuff. And she's like, no, no, we don't. And I'm like, yeah, there's a, there's a card on the front counter that says that and she's like, well, I paid with my visa card and we didn't get that. And I'm like, well, then they screwed you out of something. Cause you know, we were supposed to have gotten this. Yeah. And so she calls the front desk and they're like, no, 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 we don't have that. And I was like, I'm going to go get the card right now. And I ran in to the, to the front office again and the card was gone. And I came back and I was like, they took the card off the thing. And I don't know why my mom believed me, but she believed me and went into the front desk and like got into an argument with these people. And they're like, well, we don't have the disposable camera. We don't have the this or that, but we do have all these comics. And it was like, well, I guess we'll take those. But you know, when we talked to you on the phone, you said you just had nothing. So it kind of feels like you're full of shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and which they were, and mm-hmm. so it's like, and she was like, "Do you really? You just want to screw a seven year old for just for no reason?" Like, yeah, they have no problem with that. And uh, <laughs> and so I read the comics for the rest of the drive, but we never, we have never stayed at a Best Western ever again. I have never stayed at a Best Western even in my adult life. <laughs> Tell me about these comics. Were they real comics or were they like Best Western theme? Where like you know, like Bruce Wayne is like staying in a nice posh Best Western. <laughs> no, I think they were they were reprints of like the seventies Batman comics. And, and the Riddler know, oh, is okay. like BW yeah. Best Western. Oh my God, <laughs> Batman is Bruce Wayne. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> yeah. And so like it's, you know, Tim and I have talked about this on the show before too, where, you know, we, ha- you'll have one bad experience and you'll go, well, I'm never going there again. Never going there again. And yep. the loyalty cards are supposed to be like, they're supposed to drive you towards wanting to go there again. If it's anything, what I want are anti-loyalty cards. Yeah. <laughs> like you've had the, you've had the, you've had the foresight to not enter a Denny's in 10 years. Here's five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I want that subway card. I would get the. I'd be like the premium pre- platinum super gold plus of not going to subway. Yeah, um, I, I, the, I had a buddy in high school who who worked at a subway and would like give us like filled out like subway cards and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And like we would never use them because yeah, subway sucks. <laughs> it sucked then. It sucks now. <laughs> yeah. Like, Thanks. I I um. I have a rewards. I think the last rewards card that I still have is my rewards card for um, uh, for Lego, mm-hmm. and you can't get a replacement one. So you know, I I got it. Fifteen. Tim was there when I got you can't it. Can't get a replacement card. Can't for get Lego? a physical replacement card for this huh. thing. Uh, I probably got it. You know, close to fourteen, thirteen, fourteen years ago. Uh, it's been so through it, multiple well, wallets, I assume. <laughs> yeah, it's been through multiple wallets. It's completely fallen apart. Like, oh yeah. It was both sides delaminated many years ago. And so yep. I just threw it away. And like, I have the account on the computer, but again, like three or four years ago, they changed the way the, the loyalty program used to be. You bought something, they scan your card, 
for every $100 you spent, you could redeem $5 off. So if I, after the fact, so if I bought a $100 Lego set right now, my next purchase, I could get $5 off. Some people would save it up and they would like get huge discounts on something. Some people would just take like $5 off every time they purchased and, and, you know, get however you wanted to do it. And so a few years ago, they changed it where instead of being able to get the $5 off at the point of sale in the moment, you had to go to like mylegorewards.com and log into your account and see how many points you had. And then you could redeem them for like a coupon for $5 off or, and they changed the ratio. So instead of it being one point per dollar, it's now like five points per dollar. But instead of $5 off costing 100 points, $5 off now cost 500 points. So they just like obfuscated the math and it seems like you're getting a better deal, but you're not. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so while you can still like redeem for, for discounts, you can also redeem for like entry into a drawing to win a prize or ch stupid tchotchke shit that you then have to pay shipping on. And it's like, this used to be so simple and so easy to use. And now it is a fucking nightmare. And I got an email a couple weeks ago. That's like, you have 500 million Lego points that are going to expire at the end of the year. And I was like, fucking let them. I bought all my Lego off of Amazon. Cause it's less fucking expensive. Mm-hmm. I don't care about the points. I, I used to buy exclusively through Lego because the points were, were actually worth something. Now that they're worthless, it's just like, ah, I'll buy it at Walmart. I'll buy it at Target. I'll buy it on Amazon. I don't care. Just whatever the good price is. And so, like, yeah, now I now I should get an anti-loyalty program because I can't tell you the last time I bought a Lego set direct from Lego. And I used to buy them all the time. I used to work there. I got to say, though, like, yeah, depends on the, depends on the, the corporation, I guess, like, like down here, my again, again with my credit cards, uh, a different credit card that I've got down here, like accrues like a crazy amount of points, and I, I I don't know what the value of the points are, but like what I do is I I I use the card for literally everything: fill up my gas, mm -hmm. uh, pay my bills, um, hotel stays or Airbnb, all those kind of things. Boom, 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 boom. All my auto renewal crap that I've been like letting go. And then I, at the end of the year, I go to a couple of department stores here that actually like redeem these points. And I'm blown away. Cause like, you know, I was used to back in Canada, like you could just like, you spend and spend and spend and like, you know, all year long. And at the end you go like, oh, wow, I get like $50 cash back, you know, like yeah. something mm -hmm. like that. But like last year I did this all year long and I went to this one department store down here that redeemed them. I was blown away. I got like $700 worth of like free gifts. Like I, well, I was, nice. I was buying all of our Christmas gifts and I'm going to do that again, like next week. And like, I was like blown away. I was like, this is incredible. And I guess it's like, again, like it's maybe this third world country thing where like not everybody gets a credit card. So they like really mm -hmm. try to like butter you up and like, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, like they're, they're not used to people paying off their credit cards. So again, again, it's like this opposite <laughs> topsy turvy world thing, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, like I get the appeal, but it, 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 there is a saturation point that has happened. There's just a total saturation mm -hmm. point where they're everywhere and they're in companies where you're like, I don't care enough about I don't use this enough. And going back to like even like Amazon, Amazon's got its pros and cons, right? It's cheap stuff. It delivers fast. But I always laugh when it's like they'll come up with like you're buying a thing, you know, like nose strips or something. Mm -hmm. And they're like. We saw you bought that like a few times. We'll knock a nickel off of the next box if you do an auto renewal of like this <laughs> yeah. this thing. Like we're gonna reward you with that. <laughs> it's like ah no thanks. And then like we're I, gonna give you a free delivery. You always 
do anyway. <laughs> I have a discount on toilet paper. I now have my toilet paper just shipped direct from Amazon. And uh, it works. I finally, I finally opened the first package since subscribing. And I think I have two or three packages in the bathroom right now. But, you know, we live in a world where toilet paper will be a commodity again at some point. So yeah. I'll be a very when COVID 2024 comes in and then you're going to yeah. be, uh, uh, be rich. <laughs> the <clears throat> oh man. I, the the other thing about the loyalty programs before we wrap up is that we haven't mentioned at all is the app usage. That's yeah. what they all want. Like McDonald's wants you on an app. I'm sure all your Tim, your reward yeah. stuff is all app based. And like they want to get those apps on your phone so they can collect more data so they can like track track what you're mm -hmm. doing so that they can like catalog you and sell you. And I'm getting really tired of that shit. Uh, my work just changed. We have to like two-factor authenticate anytime we sign in to our computers yeah. on, on something that isn't uh, like connected to the building, basically. So if mm -hmm. I like want to check my email from home, I have to go through this two-factor authentication. It used to be that they could just call you, and you could just like push a, it would, you know, answer the phone, you push a button, you get logged in, no problem. And this week they got rid of that in order, and they're like, "Oh no, you have to use this app again." I'm like I don't want to use oh. this fucking app. I want to use the phone thing. So um, I found out I've like went and did some hunting and you can like get it approved to still get the call me if nice. you have if you like meet certain criteria. And be, I'm really tempted to like go get a disposable phone and just be like, look, I have this terrible Nokia phone because I don't believe in science. <laughs> and I have the call me again and then just go back to my smartphone immediately afterwards. Oh, man, I hate me some two step, uh, you know, the verification because down here. Like I've got like a VoIP service that keeps my Canadian number intact, but it like some services don't you yeah. they don't they like know that it's a VoIP, so they don't like allow for that to come through. So mm -hmm. like depending on the service, like for example, if I ever get like flagged by Google or something, I'm screwed. Like it never mm -hmm. works, it never goes through, it never texts, it doesn't do Paraguay numbers and all that kind of stuff. It just yeah. But I, that's I why high trust low apps, context man. doesn't have a voicemail number because I switched to a prepaid cell phone service. And then oh, that's no, right. No, yeah, I, no I was going to have something it. like that and couldn't get it going. Yeah, it's yeah. brutal. Anyway, <laughs> well, uh, let's Good get issue. into some real issues, shall we? Here's what I don't get: <laughs> cowards. I uh, I was probably a little bit more fired up about this on Saturday than I am now, but I'm still <laughs> yeah. pretty. I'm still pretty fired up, and. Uh, there are basically like two things. The worst thing you can possibly be in my mind. The first one is a hypocrite. And the second one is a coward. Uh, and my problem with cowards is that so a coward can't approach a problem reasonably. A, a coward won't approach a problem like a man. A coward will come at you obliquely and try and um, take you out in a way that doesn't actually provide any confrontation. And I, I, I have a really great example. Passive aggressively? Passive aggressively is a, a big one. So when El Chaco rejoined the show, he and I had some a little bit of conflict and friction in the way that the show was running. And mm -hmm. he said, uh, Tab, I've got some problem and some conflict and some friction with the way the show is running. And we sat down, we talked about it for a couple <laughs> hours. And like men. He, and he made his, he made like his grievances plain. Uh, I explained where I was coming from. We met in the middle ground and our friendship has become been nothing huge but better since for then. Yeah, yeah, way better than. Yeah, that's the way a man approaches a problem. Now, the way a coward approaches a problem is to uh, try and just sully the person uh, outside of the 
the bounds of what is proper. So I'm in this situation where this is funny, where I'm going to be talking about a, a thing that happened to me very obliquely and not because I'm a coward, because I gave my word to someone that I care about that I wouldn't actually talk about it on this episode. Um, <laughs> but if you guys, if you guys think back way back to the, the tender year of 2016, when this show started, uh, and I think that this like really nicely ties in with, with, you know, the fact that this is a seventh anniversary show, our good pal Maddox had a problem with our good pal, Dick Masterson. <laughs> and instead of confronting Dick Masterson about it, like an adult, like a man in person and trying to deal with their relationship in a professional way and try and keep their professional relationship uh, working so that they could keep the, you know, the Seinfeld, of podcast going Maddox, just went silent and then tried to destroy Dick Masterson with a long list of laundry list of accusations and lies and implies and digging up things and taking audio out of context from a podcast and trying to use that to ruin his life. And people that do that kind of thing are not the fucking people that deserve to be in the world with us. Like I'm really fucking tired of this world we live in that is so totally geared for cowards to live among us without any kind of punishment. We like our entire society is structured around men hiding their feelings and acting um, like fucking snidely whiplash, trying to tie one <laughs> another down to the railroad tracks to derail one another instead of trying to like fucking work together and solve problems. And I just fucking hate those people beyond reason. I don't understand how you can live. How can you fucking live with yourself like that? How do you get up in the morning and think like, yeah, I've got a problem with this person. So I'm going to try and like cancel them and derail their whole fucking life. because I, because they did something that I didn't like. How do you fucking wake up in the morning and say, and look at your, at your family, look at your loved ones, look at your children, look at yourself in the mirror and, and have any kind of self-respect. I don't know how to do that. <clears throat> notice one of the I things. Did. Notice one of the things that you said in there too is that like like taking things out of context, making shit up. You know, like a lot of times cowards, because the truth isn't on their side, because the truth hurts, so the truth is uncomfortable, will just make lies up. Like yeah. lies are 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 the ammunition of 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 a coward. You know, they have to make something up to make themselves feel almost to justify their behavior. Like they'll actually it, it believe is. it. it. Is. They do believe yeah. it. Like that's definitely a, a level of sociopathy that's out there. But like when you look at when you look at the you know the business world, right? You have you have all these departments for like HR and employee relations and uh, all those kinds of like conflict management and interpersonal consultants and things. And it's like none of this would be a problem if you people could just buckle down, do your fucking job, and <laughs> shut the fuck up. Yeah. In that order. You know, I I think there's a I think there's there might have been a catalyst. I, I mean, it might have started earlier than this, but one of the biggest symptoms of it, or at least one of the, what I believe is one of the catalysts of it is the anti bullying campaigns. That's a okay? very good point. Yeah. Yeah. So so if you look at like when I was in school, you know, bullies were still very much a thing. And, you know, like as much as people can complain about how cruel and awful and terrible bullies can be, they do provide free life lessons for how awful other people <laughs> in the world can be. 
And also it teaches a person how to fight your own battles, how to defend yourself. You, you know, like if you've been bullied at any point in your life, you're probably funnier than most people. You're probably craftier than most people because you had to do so to, to survive. You had to learn. I brought Uh, in bullying to this show as a do get because I'm very pro bullying. (laughs) Like it it makes it, it makes the world a better place because the thing is, is that, you know, like a coward will use, Basically, what the anti-bullying campaigns have done, like you, you use the authorities that are out there to to basically bully other people with, like you know, with an, another power source, another authority figure to mm-hmm. to yeah. do your dirty work for you. So, like it's using those HRs, the yeah. that's what that's what they're doing. Like, and and you're exactly right because you know, in our parents' generation, bullying a lot of bullying was. Uh, physical violence right it was a bigger kid would be mean to the smaller kid and then Mm. i think by our generation adults were stepping in and that it became yeah it became very much emotional bullying and psychological bullying and ostracizing for other ways and and then now with the age of the internet like it's an even it's accelerated to another another level the anti-bullying never stopped bullying it just changed its form so that it could it could hide from underneath and what it did was it just bred self-contempt and it it bred weak people you know back to the future uh george mcfly Mm-hmm. He is this fucking wimp. He's this yep. pathetic wimp. And then finally he's put in, you know, through the circumstances, he's put in this. And I realize this is an idealized fantasy, but, you know, he's put in this situation <laughs> where he finally stands up to his bully. And it turns out Biff has no power over him. Yeah. Yes. You know, and I, I think those of us that grew up in those with that kind of bullying, you know, I, I think I've told this story before on the show, but I remember in the se- seventh grade, maybe I showed up at school with a Star Trek shirt on. My dad had given me all his old uh, Star Trek T-shirts. And I was like, I, you know, very excited to wear the Star Trek T-shirt. And this big fucking fat, tall kid came over and fucking got in my face and told me I'd never wear that shirt again. Never wear that shirt again. Or beat up. And I was like, you can get fucked you can go get fucked i'm gonna wear this fucking shirt i wear a fucking star trek shirt every day this week what the fuck are you gonna do about it right back in his fucking face because i've never been exactly been a small kid and i did i wore a different one of those fucking star trek shirts every fucking day that week and you know what it did it took all the fucking power out of that guy's sails instead of me fucking going and hiding and d- deciding that that's not oh I'm, I'm too afraid fucking stood up to that fucking kid and it and i so i'm just I'm so tired of I'm so tired of my life being surrounded by cowards. You know, our our entire world was derailed a couple of years ago because cowards got got a, a way too strong of a hand on the wheel and stirred up so much fear in all the people around us. And they thought and they now, were being brave. That's and, the other thing. They thought they were being brave. That's the other weird psychological thing is that like we've turned it to where being this passive aggressive person, not solving your own problems is somehow stunning and brave. And you're like being a hero and an ally. And it's like what all this cancel culture stuff that's been going on for the last 10 years. Like what have you actually gained by destroying these people? What have you gained? Nothing. You've destroyed entertainment. You've destroyed mm-hmm. countless lives. You've made and and you're still miserable. You're still miserable. And you'll always be miserable because <laughs> your internal you're a husk. You're you're rotten in the core. And instead of like turning and addressing that and looking doing some intro introspection, all you're fucking doing is just putting your poison out into the world. So get fucked. And you said so, you said something a, a little while back there about like 
them, how do they look themselves in the mirror? How do they do all that kind of stuff? You know, <clears throat> whenever I was like, yeah, I got, I got bullied mercilessly when I was like in elementary school, pretty bad. And then like, you know, got to the point where like you, a, a switch gets turned and not like all like Columbine, but you know, like a switch gets turned where you're like, okay, <laughs> I'm not going to let this happen anymore. So you learn how to come back with like, you know, savage, you know, comebacks and insults. Mm-hmm. And then you also learn because because there's you there's a there's a lesson to be had when somebody when that when that bully does inflict that fear in you and you and you have to like sit there and like you know at, like look yourself in the mirror and be like you know well, how am I going to deal with this how am I going to deal with this and then there's this massive gain that you get from going okay I might get my ass kicked but at least I'm not a coward. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I, I, I'm probably going to have to go in there, maybe take a few lickings, you know, and like there's there's other forms of cowardice, too, because I remember uh, I had I had a guy who uh, was really jealous of me for my girlfriend. And, you know, he was like one of those like gym meathead guys that like basically was just like con like not not a not a not an attractive guy, but just like beefed up like he overcompensated by just muscling out. And he was on roids and all that kind of stuff. And it got to the point where it was like, you know, he's he was trying to attack on many occasions, like any, anytime I was going to my car or anything like that. It was anytime I was near like my girlfriend at the same time, trying to like look big. And so like finally I was like, okay, here we go. Let's just do this. Let's just like, let's get this over with. Right. And and the thing is, is that I went in and you know, I got a couple of good shots in, and I'm like I actually started to win the fight. <laughs> And then his friends jumped in (laughs) like his friends jumped in. It's like and then what was weird about it was after the fact was like, yeah, you know, like he had the audacity to like call me the pussy. I was like, dude, I I answered the bell. (laughs) I came to your I came to this whole thing and I had a couple of good looks in there before. I don't know. The numbers game come came in. And, And so like and that's actually what covid was like, because yeah. I remember at the beginning of it. All this stuff was coming out and I'd have this like really good uh, like debate with somebody. And then like the next day, that same person would have like four or five people and like, you know, just ganging up in this like it was on the dog park. It was all in the dog park when we were walking our dogs and like, you know, completely negating anything that I had talked about the day before and doing it like a, like a simple numbers game. It was like and I, all I could think of was like, you fucking coward, you fucking coward. Like the way that you're acting like this is just ridiculous. Like, like. You're trying to bully me into getting a jab that I don't want, will never get, and you're never going to win this thing, all because you're too much of a pussy. You're too afraid of these things. You're still wearing a mask. We're outside, you know? And so, like, yeah, man, cowards cowards are uh, it's uh, a, real are a scourge. It's and a it's, real problem. It's yep. getting... I I really feel like it's getting worse because we have like we've taught our children to value cowardice above you know standing up like and and they'll stand up for simple meaningless things but they won't like actually stand up for themselves they you know and I, one another really big example of this is in schools like some of the biggest bullies in the building are the teachers who yeah. will, who, like, oh yeah our world has been made, protected by a union and all yeah that kind to, of to round all the corners and soften all the blows and you're like you're not allowed to fall down and you're not allowed to 
you're not allowed to take risks and, and climb things you shouldn't climb and like fall. And so all it does is is breed cowardice. Like I'm I'm really intensely afraid of heights. Uh, I, I've always been afraid of heights. I'll probably always be afraid of heights. But last week, um, I had to go. I was going and climbing I beams 80 feet in the air to inspect rigging equipment because with a fucking ankle that only half works because that's the work that needs to get done. Yep. And if I'm not going to, I'm, I can't in good conscience tell someone else to do, do it if I'm unwilling to do it. So I have to, you know, put on the big boy pants and get up there and do some climbing around and just trust in my ability to keep my balance that I'm, if I fall, I'm only going to fall about 10 feet uh, to the next level of steel. And I, and, and but now, like, we're not forcing people to confront those fears. It's it's all about like feeling safe, and, and so and it just it spreads into everything. Like, went through this two million dollar renovation in our theater to put in these fucking safety systems that you know you like they clip into a chest harness so you can climb these ladders. Yeah, and we're like, why can't we just put a yo-yo at the top of the ladder? Like, oh well, this department that likes of of safety stuff, they like this one. Are, they don't fucking climb any of the ladders. I climb the <laughs> ladders. I don't like these fucking things. I told you in the design phase I don't fucking like these things. Why do I have this? Why did I spend $2 million on this? Like, well, that's what OSHA requires. Well, fuck OSHA. I can <laughs> climb 22 feet and count on myself not to fucking fall. And so, like, but again, and so and that's, now now no one's comfortable using any of it. And it's like, well, what was what was the point of all this? If we're just going to be afraid of our own shadows, what was the fucking point of any of this? Um, I I'm so like just viscerally exhausted by the state of this world and the fact that people can walk around with impunity and not and declare war and not actually fight the battle. Oh, it's it's a chicken hawk culture. Yeah. It's a total chicken hawk culture. I don't know, that's an old term that we used to use a lot of times with like the rhinos and all the people wanting to start like the second Gulf War, but it's totally true. It's a yeah. chicken hawk well uh uh epidemic. And you got all these people <clears throat> that are all about sending in somebody else to do their battles for them, right? And then act like they've like, you know, conquered you know, like as if they did it and it's, yeah, yeah, it's, we have anonymous reporting, you know, so that if you, if you feel uncomfortable, you can anonymously report. Mm -hmm. Well, if it's anonymous reporting, how do you, how do you have your, uh, what is it? Fourth amendment right to face your accuser. Face your accuser. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, it's, it's not a court of law. This is, you know, just employee HR relations. Uh, right. yeah. Well, you know, the constitution should kind of apply <laughs> to employee relations as well. Like we should always, that should be the culture. The idea was that the culture yeah, yeah, of the yeah. nation would be to live in a world where when someone told you that you're a piece of shit who, uh, you know, as Maddox said, his website maintained a rape list that you'd be able to go and say, uh, no Maddox, we don't, you can go fuck yourself. But now you can just like throw that shit out there on the internet, clickety clackety send, send it submit some some private form and then someone gets called into some boss's office like hey were you uh were you in the office and, and called this person a fucking twat yeah they were acting like a fucking twat and they need to be told that <laughs> believe it or not when i was 20 years when i was 
you know, 20 years old, I need to be called a fucking twat a few times so that I learn to stop fucking acting like one. And that's the way I lead too. It worked for me. It'll probably work for you. I know you're fucking unbelievably more delicate being that you live in this generation of not being able to fucking touch anything and everyone's allergic to peanuts. <laughs> Stick my thumb in my mouth fucking several times a week with my dirty ass hands. You know how many times I've been sick this year? None. Other than the hangovers. Because your immune system is not a freaking coward. Yeah. I'm just, I'm so tired of cowards. And uh, I am, I am also tired of fighting cowards. That's, an, that's the other part of it, right? Is that um, you can only, you can only, because the coward never like actually starts any kind of real battle, you can't defeat them. They just kind of get like whack a mold down, and then they they hide out for a little bit, just like Maddox and the and you know the you know he made that that Dick Lies video, and he got bonked on the head, and Dick's Patreon went up, and he went and he hid for a little bit, and then he came back, three hundred eighty million dollar lawsuit, and he got bonked on the head, and he came back, and he, you know, they'll never give up, they'll just go and hide for just long enough for everyone to kind of forget the last time they called Wolf, so that they can come. Sliding back out with some new fucking accusation to destroy you. I mean, and sometimes it's just the same accusation repackaged for absolutely no reason. <laughs> uh, except for Michael Richards, they really got him. He's he's been he's been dead in the water for decades. Oof. No coming back. <laughs> anyway, so that's, so that's my issue. Uh, cowards, don't Ooh. get them. And uh, if you come after me, just remember my rule: you take one of mine, taking two of yours. <laughs> love it uh so All anyway right. well that brings us to the end of this week's episode i've been tab burt i'm el chaco and i'm tim the hannaburger we'll catch you guys next next time <laughs> <laughs> see ya bye ciao ciao If you want to call into the Here's What I Get hotline, call us at 704-750-9434 and tell us what you don't get. Or you can leave us a voicemail in the voicemail upload channel on Discord if it still exists. It may not exist anymore. I might have deleted it. I don't know. I just work here. Um, we have a bunch of voicemails uh, that, that came in this week. Here's what I do get. Dead Helm, by the way. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons. My whole life, you know, I was led to believe that, oh, it's just a fucking gay nerd game. But I actually right. looked in, got into <laughs> yeah, it, right. and uh, built a barbarian and joined with my cousin and uh, played a session last week. And they were all playing as, like, nerds and shit that cast fireballs, and I'm just a barbarian. And my story is that I'm, you know, just got thrown into this war because my father... I hate my father and all this kind of shit. So then the first thing that they do is like, oh, we need to protect you so you don't, you know, you go, you be a little defensive. And what I do is I go and fucking kill three people immediately. Uh, and then after that, uh, a mage summoned, summoned a flame astronaut and I uh, pissed on it and hit it for uh, 15 damage. <laughs> 
D&D is fucking fun. It's nerdy as shit, but I love it. Stay serious. It's also I mean, apparently like what, what Satanists used to recruit members, apparently, after yeah, we yeah. had our, uh, yeah. our on yeah. my episode of I, I Trust the Load Context uh, with uh, Zachary King. <laughs> I, I don't know if I can look back on it normally after that, but I mean, you know, I'll take your word for it. It's, it's fun. <laughs> Sam, have you been uh, have you been approached to become a satanic high wizard yet? No, no. Low wizard. Low wizard. Low wizard. Just a red mage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, here's the next one. Here's what I don't get. People who wish happy birthday to the dead. Once you are deceased, you do not get a birthday anymore. Stop it! That's okay. It's like celebrating a wedding anniversary with your ex-wife. <laughs> You're celebrating the anniversary of a canceled podcast. Oh. It, wasn't, it wasn't canceled. We had a series finale. It's very different. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Reunion episodes. This is the this is this is the terrible Netflix reunion episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Made for TV movie. Luckily, we're not going to get one of those for Friends. No. <laughs> Hi, Tab. Hi, Tony. This is Player Four, and this is a message for Tony. Faggot, 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 faggot. I wish Tony was here for this. Faggot. Threw that one in just for Tony. Also, I like how. It's a white supremacist dog whistle to disavow anything. So keep it up, Tony. <laughs> Faggot. Uh, <laughs> that's going to get taken out of context. Hey, Fab and Tim, Chaco, and everybody else that decided to show up. Matt from Minnesota, your number one Patreone. Yeah. I uh, just wanted to call in with a quick seven-year don't get, and it's Places that spell their name wrong. Places such as Illinois or <laughs> Norfolk, Virginia. Shit like that. Arkansas. If they didn't want me to say all the letters, why the fuck did they put them in there? That's all I got. I was driving. So no, he's absolutely that. right. Uh, thanks for the show, guys. And suck at every other Patreon that's not me. I won't. <laughs> Because English is a terrible bastard of a language. It is. A, yeah, we just kind of take whatever we want. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and try to make it fit. Norfolk is the one, like, if you're, the people there pronounce it Norfolk. It's like N A W F I K. Like, uh-huh. where, where are you even getting some of these sounds? Well, it's like, I'm, I'm from Calgary, right? But, like, we know when somebody from the East is talking about us because they're like Calgary. And that's actually how it's spelled. But no, mm-hmm. we pronounce it as Calgary. Or yeah, so. um, there's but a at least, Newfoundland. At least all those like Calgary versus Calgary. Yeah, all those letters. But we also there. like kind of drop an A in there, like Calgary. You know, like uh, mm-hmm. you know, not Calgary, but yeah, you know, depending on how it rolls or, off uh, the tongue. Toronto. Calgary. Toronto. <laughs> yeah, Toronto. Those people are also stupid. Yeah. No. <laughs> Here's what I don't get: corporate chucklehead. Every time you get a group of middle managers or hire together with any of the really high mucky you must visiting, all you hear for hours on end is constant eruptions of boisterous laughter at the most inane nothings of statements. It's like going to a comedy club and hearing Amy Schumer do a hot set. <laughs> but with laughter. <laughs> uh, that's a good one. 
Hey there, Tab and the rest of the HWIDG crew. This is Koof. I just want to wish you all a happy anniversary and congrats on seven years. Most importantly, I want to say to each and every one of you, both the crew and the listeners, thank you all for not killing yourselves. Peace. I was waiting for a go fuck yourself, but yeah, I, I'm enjoying the uh, thank you for not killing yourselves. That seems to be, uh, it comes from the heart. It does. Yeah. What? Everybody likes to hear, thank you for not killing yourself. Hey, Deadhelm here. Uh, here's what I don't get. California Road. So everything is like, you know, on the... Uh, mind the noise, I'm in my aunt's old uh, Ranger driving. But uh, the fucking roads here are all on the grid system. They all make sense. And they're all smooth and shit. And then out of nowhere, there's just this one road that's a major thoroughfare that is deep to shit and that was like a five inch six inch pothole back there and it's like why the fuck you have this good system going better than texas better than most fucking places back east and you fucking just squander it why fucking have these roads why have the speed limit at 65 when most cars nowadays do better at 70 to 90 miles an hour mileage wise uh, why not increase the speed limits? Why fucking ugh. Donald Trump tried to Fuck. do that? I think I they just got rattled. I, think... uh, I forgot what I was saying. Son of a bitch. Uh, Tony's gonna be on this week, so I'm gonna say faggot. Uh, faggot later. <laughs> I think um, I think that they lowered it to. Uh, I think Donald Trump raised the interstates to 80 and 85 in some spots. And then I'm pretty sure Joe Biden was like, nah, can't be going fast across America. <laughs> you know, and you can't you can't afford to keep those going in California because they have to cut the budget somewhere to make up for all the black reparations payments that they're, you know, mm. signed on to do. So that yeah, too. you gotta you gotta you gotta be a little because then they would they wouldn't be able to get the speeding tickets. Yeah, you're absolutely right. <laughs> exactly. Also, I love states like California or cities like St. Louis where you're paying exorbitant amount of taxes uh, on literally everything. Yeah. And then you have roads that are like a third, like worse than what you have in Paraguay. Yeah. <laughs> that is not possible. I that can't be. Oh, I, I, I should get, I want to mount a GoPro to the front fender of my motorcycle, just pointed at the ground. So you okay. can just see me weave in and out. We'll of compare. Holes. I've got yeah. a GoPro on the front of my, or I got a dash cam on my on my van. I'll on your we'll, we'll compare and and <laughs> yeah. how much the it just bounces constantly <laughs> from the uneven road surface. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, here's another one. Hey, Tab, Tim, Chaco, and others who are to be determined. This is Player Four, and uh, thank thank you guys for doing this uh, special live show. I'm I'm or special anniversary episode. Uh, I'm sure it's fantastic. I haven't listened to it yet because this is way in the past. But anyway, just calling because uh, I miss the show so much, guys. I, there's a huge hole in my heart ever since Here's What I Don't Get went off the air. And there's no other show like it out there. And uh, everything sucks. I can't even listen to WATP anymore because so, it's, it's so dog shit. So I'm just calling to uh, beg to please bring back here's what I don't get. You know, maybe not weekly. You guys work hard. You got a lot going on in your lives. But if you guys did like once a month, you know, even like a paid thing where I have to pay $10 a month, that would be awesome. I, I miss the show, man. 
But anyway, I hope you all are doing well. Uh, live la vida loca. I don't remember how I used to sign these off. Goodbye. <laughs> you guys want to do the show once a month for three dollars and thirty three cents each? Sure. <laughs> well, <laughs> How much does StreamYard eat <laughs> from that? Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, circumstances right now, I'm so irritated that I kind of want to bring the show back full time. <laughs> but I also don't have like the capacity. I It's amazing what not doing a podcast once a week, like how I have oh. filled that time with other things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's another podcast out there. <laughs> just, yeah. just throwing okay, it out there. No context. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, looks like we got. Here's what I don't get. When a podcast had a perfectly good last episode number three fifty one to end <laughs> on a great Ford engine, and then they do an episode three fifty two. So now I have to do a hundred and eight more episodes <laughs> so I can get up to four sixty. <laughs> <laughs> Well, be sure to invite Dick on the 108th episode. I, yeah. I should have re-listened to 351 because he, he was bringing up a bunch of like Paraguay, like Honda things or something to do with like the vehicles down here. And I was listening to it the whole time. And I was like, oh, I should. I, where can I respond to this? I think I responded oh. in the discord, but eh, OK, I guess we'll have to do a 353 <laughs> at some point. Sounds like I'll it. have Sounds it ready like next time, Andy. There is some demand. Hey, uh, congrats on seven years. I have a here's what I don't get seventh anniversary thing. Uh, here's what I don't get sh- your favorite show ending. You know, like, oh, well, I have a hard life and it's hard to fucking do stuff. All right, buddy, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, bucko. Stay furious. Yeah. He's bullying you. He's bullying you back into this. <laughs> Uh, it's not going to work. Uh, the only no. the only way that I'd come back to this is out of spite. Uh, yes. yeah. <laughs> I I I do hope we do a three fifty two so that I can. Uh, but like, when some time has passed, so I can clarify some of the things that I'm talking about today that I am mm. not currently at liberty to talk about. <laughs> but it might it might not be until May. It might not be okay. until May. Mm. It'll come. It'll happen though. Someday, someday I'm going to pour my soul out in the internet. I'm going to tell okay. so many people by name. Mark your fucked. calendars. Episode 353 in May <laughs> of 2024. <laughs> oh, it's going to be great. All right, last one. Here's good. Um, how many years they've been doing it? It's was, it, it was at least a few, but Chevy trucks, whenever they park and the people are getting out of them, the backup lights come on and stay on for a little bit. So when you're going across the parking lot and the Chevy's half pulled into the spot park because they they're a Chevy driver, yeah. the backup lights are on, so you don't know if they're about to run into you or if they're actually sitting still. Jesus fucking Christ. Hard attack every fucking time. Disavow. <laughs> yeah. who, thought, who thought that was a good idea? Yeah, it, okay, so I didn't realize that was a thing. So Chevy drivers are are like the BMW drivers of the truck world. Is that a thing, or what is this? Uh, of the truck world, yeah. BMW drivers are still the BMW drivers of the world. It's of like the, Cadillacs, of the BMWs, world. black yeah. truck guys, and then inside black truck guys is like Chevy, Dodge, Ford, uh, Toyota. See, we've got a weird thing down here. So like, 
all the Toyotas that come in are usually used uh, and like had to have the like left and right switched from because they came from Japan and apparently in Japan they they're they're on the other side of the road there. And so they switch them in like Chile and then like, you know, they, you know, also roll back the odometer. So you think you're getting less, uh, you know, less, less use out of the vehicle. And then and and but the only brand new ones that they sell from Toyota are the Toyota Hilux or Hilux, which is like the most badass like truck in the world terrorists yeah, use it what, like they, they uh, love Hamas it and 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 yeah are using so it. so on the roads the only people who can afford them are the people that would be bmw drivers back home are driving these toyota hiluxes but then there's this this weird thing so like where you are people driving korean cars so like hyundai kia yeah, those yeah, kind yeah. of things, right like usually those are people who are just like, you know, making payments and it's not they're not proud of their vehicle vehicle or any or anything. But like down here, those are apparently like luxury vehicles because they're what they call zero kilometers, you know, like they, they, they actually rolled off with no 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 usage beforehand. So the people driving like a Hyundai or a Kia drive like BMW drivers. They drive like complete assholes. Mm. And like so my kids have had to hear me swear in the car so many times. And it's always like uh, another fucking Kia. <laughs> it's like, Oh, I gotta watch myself. <laughs> but yeah. Kia Sorento has become like my biggest enemy. <laughs> my, my biggest, I, I still hate uh, guys in big lifted trucks. Fuck every mm. one of those guys. Uh, so that's the end of our show proper. If you're listening to the audio version of this, we just listened to uh, Tim and I's grand victory in a game show that it's almost entirely silent. So if you want to check that out, be sure to watch it on YouTube. Otherwise, I hope you enjoyed this seventh anniversary show of Here's What I'll Get. Hopefully, we'll, you'll see us again in the future. Maybe maybe we'll wait like another two or three months like we did this time. Let everyone kind of find a, a weekend that they're not doing anything terribly important. That sounds like a good idea. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks, guys. Yeah. Good to see you. Check out High Trust Low Context anywhere the podcasts are podcasted. Yep, and uh, I'll uh, Tim. You're gonna have to yeah. come come eye on. We'll 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 have to find a good topic. We'll, we'll have you on there yeah. uh, in the next couple of months or so. Definitely. Awesome. His love of Thanks, cheese. Thanks, guys. Curds. Yeah. Yes. See you later. <laughs> Cheers. See ya. And goodbye to all the listeners. Have a good night.